Welcome to the Aerospace Executive Podcast, featuring in-depth conversations with executives, leaders, influencers, and journalists in this dynamic, high-stakes industry. Hosted by Craig Pickett, founder of Northstar Group, the boutique executive search firm for the aerospace industry. You'll learn how top aerospace executives are developing their people, competing for talent, overcoming challenges, and adjusting to industry trends to drive growth and profits. And now, let's join your host, Craig Pickett. Hey, welcome to the Aerospace Executive Podcast. I'm Craig Pickett. Hey, I am absolutely thrilled to have with me Dr. Adam Polarski with uh, Avitas Consulting. Um, for anybody who's heard Dr. Polarski speak, at an industry event or conference. Um, he is one of the most, not only the most knowledgeable person, you know, folks in the room regarding our industry and commercial aviation and uh, the airlines and where we're all going, but he's also one of the most entertaining speakers um, I've ever heard as well. So uh, I think we're in for a good uh, 45 minutes with, uh, with Adam and I'm thrilled that he's here. So we, we see all the airplanes in the background. So let's just uh, let's just introduce you. You are the uh, you are one of the uh, the foremost experts on commercial aviation, the airline industry, okay, aircraft manufacturing. I've seen you speak. I am glad you did, and you still want to hear me. Absolutely want to hear you. And uh, and here are. Uh, Chocolates, if you need to, just reach over and have some. We could do that. That'd be great. Okay. Yes. So very good. So uh, lots of lots of interesting things happening in our in our industry this year. Yeah. Got the Max. You've basically got a duopoly of aircraft manufacturers now between Airbus and and Boeing. Embraer, yeah, now part of Boeing and Airbus, you know, taking over Bombardier. Okay. Leasing companies are going nuts. How do you see it all? Uh, nuts, that's a technical term. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay, um, so, so yes, a lot of stuff is happening. Uh, and some of it, uh, is problematic. Uh, but it, it's worthwhile to look kind of the long-term view and uh, things in aviation are fine, uh, despite the fact that right now we have problems as some people like yours truly have been predicting. Uh, aviation is very cyclical and we knew it Anybody who gets into aviation should realize that aviation is cyclical. People have to eat, they don't have to fly. So using economic jargon, elasticity of demand, you know, if income goes up 5%, traffic will grow more than 5%. And okay. You make more money, you spend more money on food, but not the same percent as your income went up. And flying is more of a luxury product. So 
we we did realize we do realize it's cyclical and the brilliant here here will be one of my many brilliant observations cycle means not only up but also down most people forget it they they kind of say oh yeah yeah i understand it's cyclical i just don't like the negative part <laughs> that's the idea of a cycle yes and um so so the number of questions uh, kind of where are we in the cycle now and of course it affects different uh, parts of aviation in a different way affects manufacturers differently it affects airlines uh, differently uh, owners leasing companies differently and so on uh, and the last number, if, if you listen to my presentations, a uh, year or two ago, I was playing the Lego song, Everything is Awesome. Uh, and I love that song. It's very kitschy and it's great. Mm -hmm. And everything is awesome. Everybody in aviation believed everything is awesome and it will only continue like this. So we had the mother of all cycles. We were selling more planes every year and the backlog was getting ridiculous. And anybody who wanted to buy planes was told, yeah, 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 in 10 years come, maybe I'll have something for you. And we were greatly over or grossly oversold. And as much as, uh, and this is sacrilege, I'm sorry, and I hope I won't be struck by lightning here in my office, but we had too many planes. Yep. I, I, it's, it's kind of like saying you have too much chocolate. It, it, it does make sense. In my simple mind, you can't have too much. But yes, we had we sold too many planes and there were too many planes coming on and all the indications were we should have had the downturn a few years ago instead we continued and there there are many reasons for it including cheap money and for a, a period of time very low oil prices and you have new people enter the market. Uh, you mentioned leasing companies. Mm -hmm. A large percent of new lessors were new players. Now, there's nothing bad about new players. Uh, everybody should have the chance uh, to make money or lose money in aviation. But uh, some of the new players were, for example, uh, from China. Nothing evil about China or Chinese lessors. They should have the same chance as everybody else. But they had different objectives. And again, nothing evil, but they are government-owned. 
And if you are government owned, you are being told your mandate is grow, expand, buy new planes, not make money. Right. So uh, you also had some of the airlines, especially in wide body uh, in the Middle East, when oil prices were high, countries, number of countries in the Gulf uh, were making a lot of money, and they decided to spend the money, among other things, on building very nice airlines, and they are they are superbly run and they are wonderful, but it's not obvious that they were created to be profit-driven, okay? So when we look at all of this, there were too many planes uh, coming in and, and the outcome was that some of the lessors that I talked to were saying, I don't understand the, the yields that we are getting because it doesn't make sense. Well, it doesn't make sense if you are a for-profit organization. If you just have planes, you have to lease them out. It mm -hmm. makes uh, some of the airlines were saying we cannot compete with some of the Gulf carriers. Uh, well, yeah, if you don't have to make money, that's that's fine. But the outcome was, for for whatever many reasons, we had too many planes. And if we had too many planes, it means eventually things will not go as well, and you'll have a temporary uh, adjustment. That's nice, nice talk for you'll have a crash. Uh, so it, that's what we kind of expected. Now, to some degree, uh, the, the fact that airlines and, you know, forgetting the, the, the very unfortunate, tragic event of, of the MAX, but our marketing, our meaning industry, marketing skills were better than our manufacturing skills and engineering skills. So, Yes, we were willing to sell huge amounts of planes, but then deliver them actually on time and with no problems. Again, the, 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 the max story is a, is a different thing, but, mm -hmm. but we had problems with engines. Uh, so to some degree, the, the crash that I was sensing or predicting didn't happen as, as fast as it should have based on my analysis, uh, partially because the industry didn't really expand supply as much. Okay. Uh, you know, right now, of course, Boeing doesn't deliver the uh, the 737s and a number of other, and again, engines are not delivered 
on time because uh, because of problems of manufacturing problems. Mm -hmm. Uh, and that actually, to some degree, as, as, as bad as it sounds, helped the industry. Sure. Uh, so, you know, you had a big bubble that was ready to blow. Instead, we have these little leaks in the bubble. But in the longer run, for the next year or two, we still have a lot of problems. We still have. Uh, probably too many planes coming on, uh, more than the industry can absorb and use profitably. That's why some airlines are beginning to go under. You had some in Europe. Um, you had number of lessors being sold. Uh, to, to others, because again, uh, when when the songs are sold like this, it's it's an indication that we probably reach the peak. Okay, the air castle to sell yesterday. Uh, that, that's two days ago, and there are many other and and mm -hmm. AC and 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 others. Um, now, th th that's one element of of. Uh, what what, uh, what concerned me, but just to be certain, I, I am, despite the fact that I'm old and grumpy, I, I love the industry. I think it's a great industry. I think we have a great future. And actually, I want to go back in and everything is awesome. I love that stupid song. Uh, so, the industry is still good, but we will have a temporary adjustment. And how exactly will it happen? Uh, the answer is beats me. That's the technical answer. Uh, usually there are some mistakes that happen, like trade wars. Oh, that couldn't happen. Uh, People are too too sensitive, sensible to have trade wars, but you know, some stuff, uh, interest rate increases, uh, a recession, uh, China is slowing down, Europe is going in a recession, uh, in the U.S. we are not there, but clearly we don't have the growth that was promised at the last election of three and a half, four percent, we get two percent, one point eight. But um, so, so some of it are economic factors outside the industry. Uh, we, we have a lot of strange political developments in the world where uh, I thought we Americans are unique in it, and that OMG, we don't have any good candidate on either side. But you talk to people in other countries, you know, and talk to our UK friends, and there are not that many people that, uh, yeah, the Labour guy is great, yeah, Boris is wonderful. Uh, 
you know, we just had an election here and somebody, governor in, in one of your southern states, won by 5,000 votes out of what, over a million? Right. Uh, that's very standard now. We have a really split society, but it's the same in other parts of the world. It's, it's the same, for example, uh, Israel had an election and Netanyahu couldn't form a government, the other guys couldn't form a government. So they had another election. And Netanyahu gave up, and now General Gantz has enough. Will they have a third election? I mean, at the end of the day, you, you may have every, every six weeks elections because right. nobody... nobody can, yeah. The only reason I'm bringing this up is it's around the world, mm -hmm. not just here. There, there are no countries where people say, we love, you know, the, the old things were JFK, whatever your personal thoughts were about him. And, uh, he, you know, he inspired people. And we later found out a whole bunch of stuff, unsavory things about him, but he inspired people. Today, around the world, there are no politicians that people say, yeah, I love him. Right. Uh, so we, we have a different kind of reality. This is the, the, the political stuff, uh, economy that will have an impact on, on the economy. But we in aviation have our own cycle. And that's related to other things. Right. And, uh, and again, there were good reasons why we overproduced last few years. We, we had overall seven to 10 year cycles of uh, deliveries going up and then coming down and up and down. We now, until this year, we had 14 years of only going up, first time ever. It didn't make sense, it doesn't make sense. Obviously this year, numbers will be quite negative because of the grounding of one of the, the big producers. Um, so we have special things, uh, but uh, again, First observation, yes, we are coming close to a temporary negative adjustment. I can guarantee you that, and people who say, no, 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 realities are different from now on, it never will go down. I believe in cycles, but only on the upside, okay. Uh, take your medication, continue taking your medication, don't say stupid things. How much is the, uh, how much is the, uh, the, yeah, everybody talks about, I was at a conference, it was the National Aviation Transportation Association Conference this week up in 
DC, everybody's complaining about the lack of maintainers in this country. There's a big bow wave of lease aircraft that are going to be coming back off of a, coming off lease in a couple of years with, you know, probably not enough capacity to manage the, the maintenance aspect of those returns. How do you see all that playing into things? Again, luckily, I'm an economist, so I don't worry about real things. Uh, so in economics, you know that there are no shortages. It's just you have to adjust price. Right. Uh, so there's never a shortage of pilots. You just people pay people enough money and less airlines will hire the mm -hmm. expensive pilots and more people will come out of retirement and so on. So I, I, I'm not concerned about this, but obviously uh, right now the changes that are happening have a tremendous impact on various aspects of, of, uh, of the industry. Uh, you know, the fact that maxes are not being delivered means that you have other planes flying longer than we wanted and they're not being maintained because you push it out. Um, there are many of these things happening, but again, um, we are Vitas, uh, probably the biggest valuation company, and we have a number of people that follow it, and, and they'll say, anytime you have these kind of developments, uh, there will be an impact on pricing. So, you know, various planes are now more in demand than they were mm -hmm. before the MAX was grounded. Uh, in the long run, again, my thinking, we are all dead, as Lord Keynes said, and since he's dead, he was right. Um, but in the long run, things will even out. So I, I, I like to think more about the long-term view. And again, long-term, even year or two, we will have a downturn in the economy. It will have tremendous impact on, on the prices of various planes at that time and so on. Uh, but it, it, it will be a temporary downturn. It's not that the industry is over. Right. And then we have to think what will happen in the longer run. And, and I like to think about this kind of stuff. Uh, and there are a number of, of things that will affect all of us. I mean, yes, Aviation is sexy and we still love to fly. And it creates a lot of good things for, for the human race and it gives us chances to, to increase standards of living of the world overall. M many good things happen because of aviation. Mm -hmm. uh, and that will continue. But 
some big changes, and I'm not saying this year or next year, uh, will be happening. So one obvious uh, impact will be uh, oil and pollution. And, you know, luckily, right now, we in the US tend to dismiss it because that's some crazy Europeans, right? A Swedish teenager comes here and they're all hippies and uh, we, we don't care. Uh, we Americans luckily don't have to care about all of this. Uh, no, eventually that view will have a much bigger impact on us. So the American view is, hey, you can always get more oil, right? No big deal. You take some Texans, hillbillies from Texas, send them to North, uh, North, uh, North Dakota. North Dakota. Yeah, I was about looking at you, thought North Carolina. <laughs> no, no, you, you send them to North Dakota and you destroy the environment there because who needs an environment? And uh, we can always buy Greenland anyhow so, and, and, and move there. Uh, but eventually the industry will have to face reality. Uh, the same way as, as cars are realizing, car mm -hmm. manufacturers, big, big changes will be happening. Uh, so, so this is one element. It, it's not coming next year, but it's something that we have to think about. But it's a positive because I, I don't think that human race will say, you know what, we are not going to fly anymore. Screw that, forget vacations. I'll sit home and, and on my phone watch old uh, I Love Lucy reruns. Sorry, that's slightly aging. Uh, so, so this is one element, okay? It will continue. Uh, we will spend more resources on protecting the environment, or at least having a new technology. And cars are way ahead of us in aviation, mm -hmm. uh, and but but we will have to move there. And Do you think? Do you think these EV tall? What do you? I mean, everybody's talking about the EV talls and the the hybrid. The I mean, it's a big it's a big engineering challenge, and and they're not it's cheap. Huge. It's it's huge. I I don't know the technical aspects, and again, as an economist, I say there will be incentives for the industry to move this way, and we will do it. I'm positive we will exactly how and what i don't know um so the the same way as as number of years ago i was predicting price of oil will fall not because you know people were saying we are running out of oil no we have too much oil right we don't know the same way as we didn't run out of coal we had too much coal 
nobody looks for coal today. Um, so this, this is kind of one aspect. I, I don't know how exactly, I, I know that this is a hot topic, it will happen, and, and in the long run, I can guarantee you something like this will happen, okay? And, and this is a big picture, and it will be good for the industry. I mean, yes, right now, those who bought a lot of the uh, dirty planes uh, will suffer. Anytime you have big changes, uh, some people make money, some lose money. That's mm -hmm. the idea of progress. Um, and anytime they're winners, they are losers. I, I can guarantee you something like this will be happening. Uh, the second element, uh, and I'm kind of going, uh, again, I don't know the timing, and I know that the industry is moving in this direction in, in the longer run, um, is speed. Uh, speed of flying, no. Right. Uh, no. Supersonic business jets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, not drugs. Uh, yeah. So um, I am confident. I again, the world is getting richer. Everybody is getting richer. And the younger generation maybe just my kids, but all younger generation, they don't have time. Everything is instant gratification. I want it now, okay? Oh yeah, we can now have a plane that will take you 19 hours. Say what? 19 hours? Yeah, yeah, but on your phone, you can watch all the movies. It, it, it will not happen. Mm -hmm. And right now we are concerned with, yes, but this will be expensive. And the more you produce, the cheaper you get. And we, the industry, will learn how to do it. And we, human race, will be richer. So in the future, you know, Going from here to Singapore in, in 19 hours will be yeah. like, you must be kidding. My grandma used to go from the US to, to Europe on a boat uh, and it took her two weeks. Yeah, that's a nice story, but yep. nobody does it. Well, yeah, it's, it, it's interesting. You know, I was reading an article about Croatia and Croatia wants to basically you know, in one city in Croatia, they want to no no new restaurants. They've had they've got too many visitors. And you think about Ryanair and all the you know cheap airlines in Europe, where you can fly anywhere you want in Europe for fifty euros each way, and it's created a whole you know new tourism industry that wasn't that didn't exist twenty twenty five years ago. It, it, correct, but and and again, right now that that's where we have divisions in society. Uh, you have globalization, some people get jobs, others lose jobs because somebody else is more efficient in another place. So 
They don't want it. Uh, in a village in Croatia, tourists come, some people get employment. Others are saying, hey, I don't, I don't want this. Uh, I remember when it was a sleepy right. little village and I'm old and decrepit and I want to get back to being, you know, sleepy, sleepy and, and sit here and, uh, correct. So uh, again, I'm, I'm kind of moving one temporary downturn in aviation too. In the long run, aviation is not dead. There are still good things. It, face, it, it faces problems like every industry. Uh, the, the two big things that, that I can see not being solved immediately is the cleaner flying, electric and, and so on, and speed and faster fly. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I, I can see this. And, and by the way, since you asked me kind of give some giveaway or takeaways, forget giveaway, takeaways uh, for people, I, I was trying to follow your, um, since you're a really tough taskmaster, follow what you asked me to do. So I am doing that. Uh, the, the third, which is in between short and long term is, okay, so uh, what will happen to the industry? Uh, and, and you mentioned uh, Boeing Airbus now uh, uh, basically have a true duopoly. Uh, and, and which way will it go? And right now, Boeing had some negatives. I, I know it's hard to believe, but uh, if, if you look at, uh, at... 500 airplanes sitting on the ground? Yeah, and, and writing off uh, billions of dollars and stock value, you know, those who bought stocks lost hundred bucks a share, and uh, that, that's not always positive. I know mm -hmm. it's hard for you to believe, but some people buy shares because they anticipate them to go up. Right. Um, so, but but if you look uh, from a longer term uh, point of view, you, you always had periods where. Boeing was, let's call it dominating. Mm -hmm. and then they managed, I think the technical term is screw things up. Okay. Maybe, maybe they were too arrogant or whatever. And then Airbus took the top spot. And then it looked like Boeing is history. And, and Boeing people were telling me, that's it, it's over. We can't compete because they have all the government money. And then luckily, Ubus managed to screw up and they came up. So it, these are cyclical developments. And again, my mm -hmm. brilliant thought, cyclical means not just down, 
not just up also down. Uh, so the, the question is, what will uh, some of the new products be? Before we get the electrical and, uh, and high speed, and, and there are movements going this way. And mm -hmm. you're well aware, and the US government is, is, is paying for some on the speed uh, stuff. Okay. Um, and again, I, uh, I, right now, if, if I'm a, a big executive at Boeing or, or a board member, you know, I'm not going in front of the board to say, you know what, we want you to spend billions of dollars on a new product. Because until you fix what you are doing right now, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not going in there because they will kill me. Right. Justifiably. Okay. But eventually, Boeing will have to have a committed strategy. And I think, again, the NMA, as much as people are saying, no, no, they should abandon NMA and they should go for uh, the, the new, what do they call it, NS? I don't know, new middle, so a new middle, middle market aircraft or? Yeah, new single aisle aircraft or whatever. Right. I think, again, uh, coming up with a, dramatically not electric, but new technology thing, how you can produce a cheap new plane with uh, light range uh, and, and learn how to do it and then design a new mm -hmm. replacement. So, Again, I'm a firm believer, not immediately, because again, right now, uh, you have to be nuts to go in front of, of, uh, of the board and say, please give me $15 billion, uh, but it may turn out to be 30 eventually. Uh, but I think this is what will happen. Again, this is not mm -hmm. such a long future. The electric, and high speed, we are talking 10 plus years. These can happen much earlier. Yeah. So that's uh, my vision. Turboprops, are they dead? Uh, they are not dead. Uh, I mean, I obviously, again, right now we have two and a half producers, right? And we'll see what uh, what the the new people who took over Bombardier or the the Havilland people uh, will do. Uh, ATR, you have the Chinese, of course. Uh, MA sixty and seven hundred. See, you can't see here, but I actually have some of these uh, MA uh, sixty models. Uh, yeah, I've just got an E2 Hawkeye behind me, so I don't know if you can see that. 
I, I do, I do. I have very, I have uh, very few military planes. I only in my office, I only have two military planes. Uh, they are McDonnell Douglas uh, C-17 because I worked on the program, and Phantom, which is another McDonnell Douglas uh, plane, and it's a beautiful model. And the funniest part is it's it's mahogany, it's beautiful, and it's made in Vietnam, which cracks me up anytime I look at it. So in the short term. Big challenges for the, uh, you see a lot of leasing companies. Now I get you know, a lot of Japanese coming into the leasing market. And I take it that's because it's very hard to make money in Japan right now. So they're they're looking at airplanes and buying leasing companies to try and make money in non-traditional ways. You got the Chinese coming in, a couple they, publicly they traded. Came in last few years. I don't see them expanding as much now. Uh, the Japanese are coming in now, uh, but but it's not creating new companies. It's it's buying existing platforms. So uh, we wish them all the best. A lot of the big orders from Boeing and Airbus are going to leasing companies right now. Is it channel stuffing? Uh, well, again, the orders were made a number of years ago. Remember my beautiful yeah. song, Everything is Awesome? Yeah. That's when they were buying. Uh, Merry Christmas, this is what you get now. You wished for it. Here it is. Enjoy. Find uses for it. Good luck. So there's an oversupply? I think there is temporarily an obvious supply. Eventually, aviation is wonderful. Does the MAX issue actually help? I mean, I know GE was choking on 45 leap engines a week that they had to kick out. Yes. And, and again, as, as bad as it sounds, and I don't mean it, you know. Yeah, no, I hear you. I know what you're saying. Uh, and the, Obviously, it's a terrible tragedy. Of course, everybody at Boeing and in the industry feels pained by it. So it, it, it's not that we planned something, but yeah, this is something that helped the industry, airline industry, stay profitable because I... If, if it didn't happen, my predictions were that 2019, the airline industry will, will be losing money. And no, that didn't happen, partially because you have not just grounded fleets, but you had not plane, planes not delivered. Mm -hmm. And... I have news for you. This happened just before we were going into the high season. Uh, when Max has stopped being delivered again and come back, will be, you know. So basically extended the cycle. I think I think what you're saying is yeah. the the slowdown in max deliveries extended the 
upcycle, up or at least it slowed the on occurrence of the down cycle. Okay, correct. So we took the planes out during high season. We may be getting them back uh, before the next high season. Right. You know, we may be getting them back at the low season when you don't need more capacity, when you don't need airlines competing, when you don't need uh, ticket prices going down. So that can speed things up in, in terms of, of downside. Do you see a lot of supplier? You see more con supplier consolidation? Uh, you mean Airbus and Boeing merging? Well, no, I, they're, they're suppliers. The, the, UTAS, uh, the UTAS eating Goodrich or eating Rockwell Collins. Yeah, yeah, it seems like everybody's getting big, and, and big yeah. means inefficient. Um, there, there isn't a, a, that. That's a separate issue. I, I think some of of these developments were defensive mechanisms, because um, Boeing more than Airbus decided to challenge their suppliers and start making their money. Uh, so c compete in, in mod modifications and, and, and other stuff. And, um, and I think that, that the engine producers and all the other guys, yeah, uh, UTC and so on, needed a defense mechanism. To get as big, so they can they can negotiate against Boeing and Airbus from a stronger point of view. So I I don't know how much of efficiency they gained, but I think they got muscle to be able to negotiate better deals and not gotcha. pushed out of their market by Boeing and Airbus. So we'll go one last, you know, take a look at the world economy now. Brexit is causing a lot of chaos in Europe. Yeah. China slowed down dramatically. Yeah. The Middle East is worried about, rightfully so, they're worried about oil prices. Yeah. You know, what's, uh, is it a prolonged, you know, with all these issues going on, the American consumer can't, can't keep everything going forever. Uh, um, is it a prolonged dip, or do you do you see it rightfully correcting itself? Uh, quickly, we in the U.S. we need a downturn, uh, and again, I uh, it it sounds bad when somebody, you know, your doctor says you need to take this pill, uh, but it's bad medicine, it's yucky. Yeah, 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 you need an enema, okay. Yes, you do need, we, we do need downturns from time to time. And we worked hard for it and we deserve it and we'll get it. Uh, it, it China is different because these are demographic changes which take a long time 
And uh, I, I've been predicting the downturn and many other people in China for mm -hmm. some time. It's, it's not temporary. Uh, the, and there's nothing the government can do about it. So, right. Um, so yeah, right now, uh, there are good indications that we will uh, move down uh, in, in economic performance. And the, the question is, what kind of a recession will it be? So, you know, I was thinking, you know, there's, there's the, I, I was doing it kind of the visual V of going mm -hmm. steeply down and then steeply up or swimming pool, you know, down and then slowly up. Um, I, I, I think that, uh, again, any way you slice it, we will have one and we will have another one in aviation which is to some degree mitigated by the fact that that we had slowed down in supply yeah. not not planned by uh, engine screw-ups and unfortunate uh, accidents or tragic accidents so last question does money stay cheap forever is this a new normal and uh, no, I don't think so. I, but but uh, I, I've been right on many things in, in life. Uh, predicting things, selecting wife, uh, selecting kids. Oh, sorry, that's not selection. Uh, so uh, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. There are uh, there are many things I forecast. Interest rate is not one of them. It, it takes a different skill set, and I I'm not sufficiently uh, arrogant to say that I know how to predict interest rates. Gotcha. Uh, I believe that it should go up. Uh, but uh, there, there are political factors in it, uh, and and I and every other economist, I didn't at least predict it. I assumed it will go up, but there were many people that that looked bad by making specific predictions, and it they were wrong. So the answer is, uh, it's me. Thank you for coming on today. We'll Have see fun. you at I. We'll see you at ISTAT in March. Will do. I'm going to Texas. Very good. Look forward to seeing you there. Hasta la vista. Thank you. Thank you for your time. All the best.